This is weird shit that my mom says. Episode 11. I'm Jules Creighton. And I'm Cece Alice, who is very proud of Jules for getting the episode number right. Yes, I got the episode number right. Are you, are you so excited to get the second part? Cat just like, she just stuck her claw into my butt. (laughs) (laughs) But. (laughs) She just She's in my hidey hole recording studio with me because it has fabric walls. (laughs) And. Did you think you were getting stabbed in the ass? I mean, like, I was petting her, but just all of a sudden it was like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was alarming. Everything's fine. I I had something to share with you. You and the fans. What is it? So. It turns out that we're international superstars. Shut the front door. We are. We have listeners from the world. Outside of the the wide world? Yeah. So there's a lot going on in Canada. Um, Really? That's been been really exciting. Hello, Canadians. I'm not very far from you. I am in the north. I thought you said hello, kitty, but okay. Hello to my kitty, too. She's in here. Hello, kitty. And then we also had a listen. We had some listeners in Germany already. Wow. And in Australia and then in Russia. Yes. Which Russia is controversial right now. But hello, Russians, as long as you guys are nice Russians. If you're not nice Russians, you probably should turn us off. I just, I don't want you in our lives. But But I bet you're nice. If you're listening to us, I bet you're nice Russians. I bet you're a nice Russian. And I like you, yeah, nice that's, Russian. That's my guess. Yeah. So, or if we never get any more listens from Russia, I'll just take it as they weren't. So, <laughs> okay. But they're like, damn it, yeah. I'm not nice. Yeah, we're seeing pretty steady at 50 downloads a week, but that's the second week in a row. I'll take it. It's slow and steady growth. And, we really, yeah, we just really want you guys to tell your friends to listen to us if you like us. And tell your friends, tell your family. Your Everybody. Family. I'm pretty, Everybody. I'm pretty like pumped up. T- I'm pretty pumped up for this episode. I'm feeling kind of squirrely. Yeah. I hope that you're squirrely too. I am. And dude, I like Ephraim is like, this is like a movie moment that's happening here with Ephraim, like about like he climbed in through the window and like I just I need to know like what the fuck he found. I need to know. I know. So last we left off, uh Dr. George Parkman was missing from Boston. The last place he was seen was Harvard, 
Medical College. The medical and the last we knew, he had met with Dr. John Webster, who was a failed doctor who is now a lecturer and was lovingly referred to as Skyrocket Jack. Is he going to fireworks George's dead body into the air? No. Okay, good. Because I like George. Would you be surprised? I like George too. Yes and no. Like, I... I don't... I wish you wouldn't have said that because now I'm kind of like, fireworks! But no, that's not the right thing. Okay. But he's a real person. Like, he was a real person. He was a real nice person. People called him the pedestrian. Because, remember, he would not have a horse because he didn't want to pay for that shit. And he would collect all of the rents from all of his tenants from all over the city on foot, walking around, saying hello to the people. He was a thrifty fella. Super, super rich, rich as fuck, but he had loaned money to Dr. Webster, John Webster, who was the professor over at the medical college, and it had been like six years, and he had not gotten that money back, not very much of it, and he had put out another loan for it, and there was collateral put up against the loan some fancy minerals that were worth like $66,000, dollars And then fucking John Webster decided he was going to take out a secondary loan and use the collateral for that loan and trick everybody. But George, he wasn't having it. He was fucking pissed. And he went to see old boy over at the medical college. And last we left off, Ephraim was doing super sleuth work. He's got hidden skills and talents. He broke in through a window. And what did he find? Yeah, what did he find? Okay. He found, well, first he found empty kindling barrels. And then he found these, like, weird wet spots on the floor like like kind of well let's just put it out there could be some acid (gasps) (gasps) right what the fuck do people use acid for in a body laboratory clearly melting bodies Anyway, so he doesn't find anything else. And he, like, searches the place high and low. He's not finding anything else. And he leaves. And, of course, he's doing some thinking. Because, again, hidden talents. Like, dude should have been an investigator is what he should have been. So it gets to be, like, around November 30th. Not around. It is November 30th. Okay. And... He finds himself now as a person of interest, right? Um, By this point, I think he had told the investigators by this point that he had heard the argument 
between the two dudes or like he had said yeah. something, at least to the he effect already of spoke like, up. Right. He spoke up and like they knew that he was at the college at that time and he was in that area. So the investigators were totally asking him questions. And he's like, fuck, God damn it. I need to clear my name. Like it's a little bit yeah. more intense now than just getting that reward money. The three thousand dollars that the family had put out. So yeah, he's got to save his own ass. Yeah. So remember, I said that he and his wife were like thick as thieves. Like they yeah. were a team. They were getting it. Like I'm actually proud of them for 1800s marriage, because as we've learned, most 1800s marriage people didn't even like each other. So. Yeah, they were in love. I feel like they married for love. Like, I don't really know much about them, but I feel like they loved each other. Yeah. Can you really not hear, like, the bass thumping behind me right now? I really can't. Is your neighbor having... it's not on the recording. You know what? I have this dickhole neighbor on the other side of the wall from me, and holy shit, he just listens to his music so loud, and I'm pretty sure he's just like he's got to be over there, just like doing coke with himself and having like a dance party. I I think he does coke all night and and has a rave. Like I've I think I've he lived does. Like he probably has glow sticks. Three weeks, and that dude is just like doof, 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 like all fucking day. I swear he's been listening to the same song since we started this recording, which is twelve minutes now. Yeah, he's totally... Okay, so listeners, anyway, I'm sorry if you can hear that. Keep going. Sorry. I okay. really interrupted a story I want to listen to. So Ignore the cocaine users next door that are partying mm-hmm. hard. Okay, so he decided that he was going to make a plan with his wife, right? So they came back, and everybody was kind of like, everybody's gone. Because now at this point, people are gone for the Thanksgiving holiday. So he's like, this is the perfect time. I'm going to bring her back here. She's going to be my lookout. And I have an idea. There is one place that I didn't look yet. And nobody wanted to look there. And I don't think the cops looked there. And it's the shitter. The toilet? Because they're like outhouse toilets back then. It was like a glorified outhouse outhouse so here's the thing the building was built like right near this river and i had mentioned in the last one that this river had like tides so it was like a tidal river so there were certain times when the tide would rise up and it would kind of like wash out the poo like into the river Yeah. yeah so basically there's like there's like a brick there's like a brick shitter, right? And um, and that's on one level, right, where you can see like the seat that opens up, you know, like the toilet. Yeah. And there were, I think there was like a little bit of running water. Like, I don't know how they made that work out. I think there was plumbing because the, the company that I work for has roots back to the 1850s and, and that's, that's what cool. we sell. You know, so we sell plumbing and electrical, but I think plumbing came before electrical. Yeah, they they mentioned later on that there were, like, vents in this building. So whatever the case is, it, it was a glorified outhouse, but it was within the building. So basically, yeah. there's, like, 
if you're going into the bathroom, it's pretty much just like a little room and there's like a seat, you know, and you sit on it and then it goes down into a hole. And then I believe if I'm understanding correctly, there's brick around like the actual shitter, but it's like on the lower, like the level below that room. Okay. Okay. So since he's the janitor, um, Ephraim knows all the inner workings of the building and all the other stuff. So he's like, fuck, man. He's like, I bet you he put that dude in the shitter. He's like, I'm going to find out. So what he does is he was like, okay, I'm going to sneak in. And with this hatchet, I don't know why the fuck he brought a hatchet. Or maybe he just found the hatchet there and, like, forgot all his tools. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. But he had, like, a hatchet and a hammer. And so he decided to take the hatchet, leave the hammer with his wife. And then he went to the floor below the hole that gets pooped into. And his (laughs) wife went into the poop room, right? And he was like, okay, you do the lookout. And if you see anybody coming, knock on the floor with the hammer. Okay. Meanwhile, he goes underneath and, like, starts to try to, like, chop a hole in the bricks. Like, he's going to get in there. Like, into the poops. Yeah. He's going to, like, dig into the poops because he's fucking panicking because he thinks that they're going to, like, like, pin this murder on him. Yeah. Well, because he's just a janitor and the other guy is a doctor. Yeah, and he's not just a doctor. He's a Harvard doctor, you know, with all of his cronies. Yeah. So dude is, like, panicking. So he goes down there, and he's, like, trying to get through with the hatchet, and he couldn't make it happen. So him and his wife left, and they ended up coming back later with better tools. Okay. But, again, I think it's so cool. Yeah, I think it's so cool that him and his wife are, like, doing it together Scooby style. That's great. That's pretty great. I know. It warms my heart. Aw, love. Anyway, so they come back and he like he ends up like busting a hole in the side of the privy, right? The privy potty. Yeah. And holy bejesus, Batman. He's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? What the fuck? It's a human pelvis. <gasps> like yeah, he's he seen chop some. Him? Yeah, like he's seen some gross shit before, but he literally like he finds this like nasty, like, uh, and there's like like a thigh and lower legs like adjacent to the pelvis, like shoved into this toilet area. Oh no! Like in the hole. So like. If I'm understanding this correctly, like, they're lucky that that stuff didn't, like, wash into the river. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that that's what the person that killed the dude wanted to have happen. So he's just, like, finding chunks of human in the bottom of the potty. That's nasty. So he immediately is, like, like, fucking right on. I found the stuff. He goes to the investigators they they go and they give the bits of people to to the coroner, right? And so immediately they're starting to ask questions. They're like, they're like, can somebody tell us is this normal? Like, 
do people put body chunks like in the potty or like is this normal? Medical they dispose of. Like aren't they like was there any concern that Ephraim like had placed it there to begin with and he's just bringing it out to make himself not look guilty? Well, we'll get to or that, that later. Happen? So, okay. I mean like there was a portion of the one of the reasons why I really liked this story was because honestly when I was first looking at it, I was totally like, ha ha, I know Ephraim did this. But the more that I started to, like, I listened to some podcasts on it and I read some other articles and, like, there were missing bits of information. Like, at first I just thought, like, dude wants the money. Like, he's doing this. He set this all up. Like, maybe this guy's yeah. not even guilty, Webster. Um, But then... There was that piece of information that it actually took me, like, reading, like, four articles and two podcasts to find out that he had heard them arguing. Oh. That's why he had such a hard-on for this theory. He was like, dude, I okay. know he was in there. And also that whole furnace thing. Like, he had... And the turkey like, giving the guy just, and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the turkey. I mean, he wanted the turkey because fuck slingshot pigeons. You know. Yeah. All that good stuff. So, anyway, uh, the investigators are like, well, I I guess we got to go get the doctor, Dr. Webster. So, they, they really, like, Dr. They Web- Dr. Webster's toilet? Like, how do they, like, link the toilet back to Dr. Webster? Because he's got the motive. He's got the means and he's got the motive, right? Okay. So by this time, they know. They know about the money that he owes. They know that, you know, like Ephraim is saying that he heard them arguing. And he's telling, like Ephraim told them all the things that that he experienced, that he saw, that he heard, the body parts. Like, yeah. Yeah. So at this point... um. And then there's also some other stuff that we'll get into. And I'm assuming that they found the other stuff before they arrested him. And I'll get onto that in just a minute. So the investigators are a little bit concerned because they're like, how are we going to get this guy who's like a genius, right? He's super smart. So let's try to trick him, right? Because we need to arrest him. But how are we going to do this? So they went and they, yeah. they put him in a carriage and they, like, told him that they needed his help or whatever. Um, and they told him that they were going somewhere to some place that I can't remember. Um, but They told him he was going somewhere that he wasn't going. Basically. They told him he was going to somewhere that was not jail. Wink, Fancy wink. place. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, and then they start driving and, like, oh, fuck, we missed our turn. And Dr. Webster's like, uh, guys, we were supposed to be going to that place you told me, and we missed our turn to go there. Yeah. And then the investigators were like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Because we're just going to, um, this is just like a new dumb driver, and he didn't know where he was going. Oh, so he just got lost. Yeah, yeah, he got lost. And then, Bam! All of a sudden, they were at the back door to the fucking jail. And they were like, surprise, motherfucker. We're putting you in jail. 
But Dr. Webster had his own trick up his sleeve, quite literally. Um, he had a little bit of strychnine in his jacket, which I swear to God, I didn't try to do another episode about a poison. I actually try to avoid them. But here's the thing. The, um, the investigators that brought him into the jail, like they put him into his cell and they actually thought that he was like, because he had such like a nervous problem anyway, they literally thought that he was just making himself, I can't talk, I can't talk. Okay. They thought he was making himself so nervous that he was sick. Like, he was, like, going into mini convulsions at a certain point. Like, his body just, like, seized up and was, like, really, really stiff as a board. Um, So he poisoned himself? He did. He tried to kill himself. So what do you think You know, with these old-timey ones, honestly, with we're going to run into this all the time because everybody killed everybody with an axe and poison back in the day. Right, right. Well, like... It was like he knew, like, he was going to talk to the investigators, and I think he was just, like, prepared to just end it. He was going to end it. Um, Uh, But they saved his life? Well, apparently he didn't take enough. Uh. So he just kind of fucked himself up for a little bit. I'm not really He's sure. A bad doctor. I don't really know how strychnine works. I was I was wondering like is it that kind of thing where like I've heard stories about people that have like like that are have like acid, like a sheet of acid, right? Like there was this kid at my school in high school and he was he was like a little uh small-time drug dealer or whatever selling acid to people and he was running away from the cops and he shoved a sheet of acid down his pants. Yeah. And it like and it like absorbed it into his did. skin. It absorbed into his skin and he like went on a psychotic break. And I know that if you're gonna be schizophrenic, I believe that that it's gonna happen anyway. But basically what happened yeah. to this guy is like it threw him into that. And I'm sure he would have, I guess, been schizophrenic anyway, but like he ended up um like he went to a psych ward. And they got him through that. And then later on, when we were like, I don't know, 18, 19 or so, he um he was having like a religious debate with this girl in the park, one of his friends. And she disagreed yeah. with him and he fucking stabbed her. <gasps> yeah. Did she live, though? She did live, but he ended up going to prison. I don't think he actually went to prison. I think he went to like a psych ward for quite some time. Oh, the, the one in. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he got out maybe like 10 years later. So he's just like living in the world. Anyway, so I was wondering if if this could have been like the same kind of thing, like the strychnine, like maybe he had it in his jacket and it was like touching him, you know? Maybe yeah. he didn't mean to take it and that's why I didn't kill him. I don't know. I like to think that he was just pooping his pants and that... <laughs> Because <laughs> it just makes me giggle all over... Um, but I like to think that he was just he like pooping his pants. his pants. Yeah, and that that the that the investigators were like, well, you know, he's got a little case of the tummies. <laughs> That's some, some, some IBS from being nervous. 
He's a little nervous because we, you know, we put him in the jail. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> or really, man. he was like actively dying. <laughs> God. Anyway. Dick. Okay, so what happens then? All right. So meanwhile, the cops go and they are like searching the lab. So I guess I answered my own question here as to whether or not they found extra evidence before or after. The way I have this written here, it's saying that that they found extra evidence after the case or after the them putting him in the thing when he poisoned himself. Jail. Yeah, in the jail. Yeah. Thank you. The place with the bars and ah! Yeah. After they put place. him in the place with the bars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So since they heard all those stories about the furnace and all that good stuff from Ivram, they were like, okay, we're going to check out the furnace. So they went in there and they were like sifting through all the stuff. They found a button, some coins, which is not a big deal. I know. And oh, yeah, they found George's special dentures. <gasps> Didn't burn. So... Here's the thing. Um, apparently back then, um, it was very commonplace. And I know like we had a grandpa that had this done too, um, that it was very commonplace that if you had like multiple bad teeth, what they would do is just take out all your teeth and then you would just get yeah. full dentures. Yeah. But apparently this guy was, was that like. that period of time where they would still be made from wood? No, I think that... It must not have been because they didn't burn. Yeah, I feel like that was like a George Washington type thing. I don't know. Can you imagine? I learn about history as we go here. <laughs> what Could you get like splinters from your chompers? Like... I don't like popsicle sticks for that reason. I'm very careful about how I eat popsicles because oh. I'm always afraid of getting a splinter in my tongue because it happened once when I was a kid. Do you remember when I got that really good wooden spoon and I named it Norby and I kept it for like three years and used it for ice cream every single time? Nervous because of the wood involved. They're so and I just, good. Like, you're going to get a splinter in your tongue. It's like nostalgic. You know, like when you'd get those those little tiny ice cream cups that had like little wooden yeah, You guys, Jules used platters. a fucking like disposable wooden spoon for years. The same one. Not separate. The same spoon and she named it like she was in the fucking Toy Story 4 movie. Norby was a good spoon. What happened to him? Lucy. She cracked Norby in half and she was like, oh my god, mom, I'm so nervous to tell you this. I'm so sorry. I think I killed Norby. <laughs> god, you're fucking weird. Well, that's why we have a show. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so George was very fond of his three fabulous teeth that he still had. Apparently, like on his yeah. upper, he still had three really good teeth. And he was like, why would I have those ripped out? They're perfectly beautiful. So what he did instead is he went to his dentist and he had the dentist make like a special dentures. It had like a cutout for those three fabulous teeth. The partials, but sure, old timey. Yeah, but like it was a weird thing to do back then, and it was very customized yeah. to his mouth. So his dentist was able to look at it and be like, "Fuck, I know where that came from. It's George's teeth, you know." Um. So yeah, they found that 
in the furnace. And they also found a chest. And when they dumped out the chest, like, fuck, there was like an armless, headless, partially burned torso in it. But not just that, but like the saw or the head was sawn off of the torso. And apparently he had like scooped out all the organs and like shoved one of the thighs up into the torso. Like for pack, it was like he was Tetrising. Oh God! I know. This is like the second weird disposal in a row. I know. I didn't. I didn't mean for it to be that way. Okay, so like poor Mrs. Parkman, they had her and like the brother-in-law, I think, come in to ID the torso. Oh yes, and she was able. Wasn't weren't the dentures enough? I know, and they like. They ID'd the torso based on his birthmarks. Dude, I would be like, I'd be like, you want me to do what? You want me to? No. Fuck no. I would not come in and, like, look at my husband's. Oh, no. Or so. Oh, no. No. <sighs> it's horrible. Old-timey people. They're so brutal. They're so brutal. Like, that poor woman. Like, she was never the same afterwards. Like, we talk about it later. But... I think that this is, like, oh, yeah, they also found, like, bloody George clothes, and they found some of the organs that got scooped out. Somebody like that just wouldn't have, I mean, like, we talked about, you know, Kate Webster last time, right? And she she had a hard time with it, but this guy is used to cutting into people. Yeah, he was, so... All right, I'm going to take a moment, and I think that it's time that we do a micro-douche. Yes, please. Okay. Oh, do you hear my little my little doge in the background? She's barking because apparently there's a stranger danger. Uh-oh. 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 Okay, so micro-douche. I'm going to tell you guys about... I'm going to look it up real quick, but this was Lucy's idea... For the micro douche, and so in I North know Georgia, jam packed of sunshine and rainbows. Oh, it totally is. So in North Georgia, I'm just gonna tell you about a place um, called Babyland. There's a place called Babyland, okay. and it is a general hospital for Cabbage Patch kids. So. Here at Babyland, it's in Cleveland, Georgia, and it was voted one of the Travel Channel's top 10 Toylands. Well, it's fucking creepy. There is just like a giant plantation-style house. Admission is free because nobody would pay for that shit. Um, and they always have mother cabbage on display. So basically, um, beneath the branches of the magic crystal tree, pollinated by fanciful bunny bees, our magical, magical, magical cabbage patch is tended by our licensed patch doctors and nurses. So there's actual people that work here. So they're fixing Cabbage Patch dolls to, like, send them back to the kids? No, just listen. It basically looks like a patch 
I think, okay, let's see. Babyland General Hospital is the only place in the world where you can witness the birth of a hand-sculpted Cabbage Patch Kid. I think that they, like, like, like Mother Cabbage, like, plucks them out of the ground or something. Yeah, I think that is the backstory of the Cabbage Patchers. Yeah, I really like the look on your face. It is, it's great. Anyway, so that is our micro-douche <laughs> for the day. If you would like to visit, summer hours are Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Closed on Easter. Is this a drive we could do together? Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. So I just wanted to tell you this, that if if you're nearby and we do, because we do frequent that area on vacation. Yeah. So... Um, Lucy has decided she really, really wanted for when we were traveling with Frank, um, she wanted him to go to the Cabbage Patch Baby Land. And he honestly was imagining him there. Can you just see his face like like trying to be nice and supportive of Lucy, but also being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I can. So back ground on Jules's children Frank has always been just very he was kind of a grumpy old man of a small child and it just was super sarcastic and hilarious from a young age and he's kind a crotchety humor as was is Jules middle child yeah Kira but Lucy is it's like she got all the sunshine and rainbows that everybody else didn't get she's like Snow White in in a person. And so yeah. when it comes down to it, really, she is fucking Snow White. And it's just... <laughs> I think that, like, she, she acknowledges that this is fucking weird. Like, she knows it's fucking weird. She knows it's creepy. And that is, like, she's starting to develop that, like, um, like, she likes to watch horror movies and stuff now, which I know is uncharacteristic of Snow White. But she is starting to yes. get her, her darker edge. Um, she loves our show, by the way. And um, so she'll, she'll, be, she'll be real happy that I did this as a micro-douche. There you go. Do you feel you better? You really like that. Yeah. Hi, Lucy. I love you. I love Aww. Lucy. <laughs> Yeah, little yiddo kiddo. Uh, okay, so let's get back. Okay, so so we had chopped up body parts. <sighs> okay, I feel better. So now they know that George is dead, right? So thousands of people attended his funeral on December sixth because he's awesome. He's awesome. He's the pedestrian. You know, caring about people's psyche, you know, all that good stuff. It's sad. Yeah. And Dr. Webster, he's in jail. So all the Harvard gents around the area, they're like, you know, all his cronies, they're like, no, no, he's a Harvard man. Harvard men don't do crimes and murder. They don't do that. Right. Like they're, they're going, it was clearly the janitor. Clearly, he was greedy, and he knew that they would put up a reward. He lived right next to the place. It was totally that guy. It was Ephraim. So he ha- he did have, like, Dr. Webster 
you know, even though he tried to kill himself when he got caught, you know, he still had all these people still defending him. I believe I heard that his family was really behind him, too. I'm sure they didn't want to believe because nobody wants to believe that. I guess nobody wants to believe that, but I mean, it was in his furnace. It was in his potty. He owed a lot of money. That's a lot of money to owe your friend. I would think perhaps that the lady folk wouldn't be, um, they wouldn't know. I was going to say they wouldn't be privy to that information. (laughs) I'm so fucking funny. Okay. So he had this defense attorney and his name was Pliny Merrick. Isn't that great? Pliny. Did you say Kleiny? No, Pliny. Like P. Oh, Pliny. Pony. P L I N Y. Pliny. Okay. Got it. Attorney Pliny Merrick. Yeah, that. (laughs) Okay. And he farted a. Backwards. Backwards. You say he farted? No, I try to back up my words because I I got out of control. I was out of control. Pliny's been farting. Okay. Pliny Merrick wrote a 194-page defense for for the doc, for Dr. Webster. So Dr. Webster said the janitor framed him, clearly. You know, he lived nearby. He climbed into the lab through the vents. That's what he said. So later it was found out, though, like, Later on in the trial, they found out that Webster had actually tried to pay a relative to go and make it look like the vents were tampered with. You fucking liar. What a dick. What a dick. A gross-ass dick with no conscience, clearly. So the prosecutor was like, dude... This murderer would have had to have been seriously skilled at dissection. And then he was like, and the janitor was ignorant. Which was immigrant? Is that no, what they said? Ignorant. Ignorant. Not immigrant. Oh, Were you I trying you to say he that he was immigrant. Irish? Leave the Irish alone. I don't know what he was. Nobody mentioned it before. And I was like, how come we didn't hear about this earlier? But okay. So he was yeah. ignorant. They said he was ignorant. They didn't have to say that. They just could say he didn't wasn't a skilled doctor that slices people up. He wasn't. Fuck for, them. But you know what? For being for being a res a resurrectionist janitor, he was pretty fucking smart. He's like he my hero. The case. I'm still upset with him for body snatching, but mm. outside of that, like don't downplay this guy just because he's not a fucking Harvard doctor. And he Sorry, was... I, I know I have a chip on my shoulder for rich people. I want to be rich, but I also have a chip on my shoulder. Sometimes. And in, in my head, I know you told me I'm not allowed to, but I want to be rich. want to be rich. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I know. And I didn't. Hey, guess what, everybody? I didn't win the lottery. I did. Did you? I won the lottery. I won the Mega Millions. You did. I spent $10 on tickets and I won $10 back. And that's the luckiest shit I've ever had happen to oh, me with the lottery. I'm very happy for you. All right. Okay. So people think that Ephraim did it, but, and the guy defended him. What happened then? 
Well, pretty much. Um, it didn't go well for the doctor, and they were like, "Guilty, hang him." The courtroom writer wrote, quote, "The prisoner who, upon the sentence of the jury, had turned deadly pale, but who had stood up with a firm bearing to receive the verdict of the jury, independently, upon its announcement." grasped the rail in front of him and slowly sank down into his seat. Dropping his head, he rubbed his eyes beneath his spectacles with a trembling and convulsed motion, as if to wipe away tears and remained in that position for a few moments. Unquote. That's what happened. He's trying to hold his butt all together because he was nervous and he probably had the diarrhea from it. His butt cheeks were convulsing rapidly. I guess he was probably about to shit himself. He sharded. That's what that's what they would write now. The court commissioner. Okay, would say, so did he get hanged? Quote, did he get hanged? He sharded. Unquote. Okay, people remained split about who really did it. Of course, because. There's no, do they make Ephraim's life hell? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they weren't nice to him. So they were like, was it Littleman or Webster? And poor Ephraim. He probably got the raw end of the stick. But they did hang Webster. So Webster ended up confessing to a priest later. Allegedly. So I did. I wrote like, or I wrote. I didn't write anything. I read I did. I wrote the notes. I wrote the notes for this, damn it. I wrote notes. I wrote something. Okay. But I did read something that somebody else wrote that was much more smarter than what I wrote um, that said that there was some kind of like handwriting analysis and it could be a scandal and maybe Webster didn't really write it and yada, yada, you know, whatever. I'm sure it was his family trying to save face, but yeah. Apparently, he did, like, he wrote a confession note, allegedly, um, and it exists, and it said that he killed George in self-defense. He was basically like, he was being mean to me about the money, Um, and it was an act of, quote, unrelenting rage, not a pre-planned murder, unquote. Um, At some point... I heard that Webster said that George was coming to his lectures and like making glares at him. He's like evil eyeing him like, you owe me money. Sounds like a middle school girl said that. There's a lot of middle schooly things happening here. He was mean looking me. He was mean looking me and it made me very uncomfortable because like I I had to kill him in yeah, self defense. <laughs> it was self defense. Like he mean girled me. So what was he to do? He was scared. He didn't have a choice. Didn't have that mean looking. Yeah. It was totally premeditated in my opinion, because remember he like he went home and then like George can't he was like, Hey George, he's like, Do you wanna meet up at one thirty at the medical college? Like he went to fucking George's house and asked him to meet him there. It was premeditated. In my It was premeditated. Yeah, in my professional opinion. Goddamn right. 
Unprofessional. Okay. So he was hanged in August of 1850. So, you know, we talked about that whole thing with the dental evidence, right? Yeah. So here's like a super cool fact about it, though, is it was the first time that it was used and accepted in the United States, like the dental evidence. So this was like old timey forensics. That's cool that they were. Yeah. That's really cool. So I don't really give a fuck about everything else that that George did that supposedly was like in the whole, you know, like they were they were like, oh, yeah, he was so cool. He did awesome things in his classroom that were scientific breakthroughs. Well, it turns out John did. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did I say George? Okay, I think you might have, but I might have just heard you wrong. (sighs) God damn it. For some reason, I cannot stop. Like, I literally, when I was writing... We care about George, but we don't care about John. Yes, I like George. I like George. I hate John. I hate John. Okay. They have total basic bitch names, to be honest. They do. They're such basic girl names. No, they're not girl names at all. What? I know. You tricked me. God damn it. I know, but... (laughs) You didn't mean... (laughs) You led me right into that trap. Okay, so, like, um, so that was cool. I thought it was cool that they used the dental evidence, um, old-timey. Yeah. And um, the the murder of George Parkman was, was the subsequent, I don't even know what I was trying to say here. Something in my notes says something weird, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So following this whole thing, um, the publicity surrounding Webster's trial, um, and then the eventual execution, it was it was like a deeply disturbing event for Parkman's widow and the children. Again, they don't yeah. give her fucking name. And let's not even forget about the whole, you know, like, oh here, here Mrs. Parkman. Let's come look at a torso. God. That's shitty. It's really So she was shitty. sad forever? Like, she was really sad. And um, basically it says that, like, her and her children, like, became recluses in their home. Like, after that. And neither of the Parkman children ever got married. Their names were George Francis and Harriet. It's really sad. So that bloodline just died out, even though they were really, like, George was a really good person. Yeah. But his kids were probably really great people, too. There was no George It just seems like one of those people that raised his kids right, probably, because he was out there being good to other people, too. Yeah. It's just sad. (sighs) So that was a heavy sigh for that. And apparently, Mother Parkman... The wife, Mrs. Parkman. God damn it, I wish I had her name. See, that's why I feel so sad about the whole thing. Because Yeah. Like she was a person, god damn it. And nobody talks about Stuck it. In the middle of this and yeah. Not even on Wikipedia. Don't even her name. That sucks. Huh. Anyway. Weird. She died in eighteen seventy seven and the children inherited the entire estate, which was fucking massive, I'm sure. 
Um, yeah. And then after Harriet died in 1885, that was the sister, um, George Francis remained the sole heir to his considerable fortune. So at the time of George Francis's death, um, he died on September 16th of 1908. The estate was valued at nearly $5.5 million at that time. Oh, that's just a ton of money. Where did they? Where did it get left? Because it sounded like you didn't have any kids or family, right? It's like a billion dollars today. I made that up. I don't really know. Um, yeah. Nearly all of his estate was left to the city of Boston. So here's that's the cool. thing. And then it, it was literally like one of the largest things that was ever left to the city ever. Um, yeah. And George Parkman's house still stands today at 8 Walnut Street, 8, like the number, Walnut Street in yeah. Beacon Hill. And so now I'm going to go into the haunting. I wondered if there was a haunting. Did you? So interestingly enough, like I was looking up hauntings at Harvard to see if the medical college is still there. Oh, no, you did a sneeze. God bless us, everyone. Allergies. Okay. So just looking at his estate really quick here on Google Maps. What does it look like? Very large. Yeah, it's just like right up on the street in Boston and... There's like a big, beautiful, like this is modern day times I'm looking at here. Um, Yeah, just a really big, really, really big estate right off the the road. It's really cool. Okay. Well, I don't know because like I read some other stuff that like some damage had happened and we'll talk about that. But um, this one article that I said, it said that it serves as the home of the mayor but I don't know if that's still true to this day, but that it rarely is stayed in. So even though it's okay. like if that is still the case, that it's supposed to be the home of the mayor, it is like they rarely stay there. Um, And I'm supposing for good reason, because it sounds like it's haunted as fuck. Okay. So, like that family haunts it? Um, there's like. Nobody has said, like, I haven't seen anything in particular, but a lot of people think that it is um, George that's there. Because he's probably like, okay. fuck this. I'm not going to, like, haunt Harvard. I want to go home, right? I would want to go home. Um, So there are mysterious sounds, and there's apparitions, and guess what happened there? What? A toilet flooded all in its own and caused like a whole bunch of ruckus and damage. So yeah, it's totally him. I also would imagine that he like I just wondered if maybe he would even like haunt the streets around there because he would just walk around Boston all the time. I bet you he does. There was like a whole thing, um I think it was called like Bostonghosts.com was yeah. a pretty good one. That had stuff like I was I was in Boston one time, but I literally stayed there just for one night. Um, 
and unfortunately only got to to see Salem for like a brief moment in time. So I would like to go back there. Yeah. I feel like we should go back. Um, I think we should take an East Coast trip for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty cool because they had like like the walking tours. And they're like, why is Boston so haunted? Whatever. So I did. I got a lot of really good information about this off of that site and a couple of the other ones that were talking about like the haunted tours and whatnot. Yeah. When it came to that. So that was good stuff. I'd running into George as a ghost. You wouldn't. Would you be scared? I mean, I would be scared because I was seeing a ghost, but like if there was a ghost I was going to run into, I just feel like George would be a good one. You honestly, would know to run into. He just seems like he was a good guy. But you would know I mean, that chin. The chin. That chin. I, I want to find like a real, was there a real photo of him somewhere? Um, I didn't He's wealthy really see one. and it's the late 1800s or the mid 1800s. You think there would be a, a photo somewhere? Okay, I'm looking right now. Because I want you to put it on the website. Or not website. We don't have a website. Do I forgot we to website? show you the photo of Kate Webster last week. Well, there's one for for our host site that we have right now. But um, I have our domain saved. I just don't have a website there because I don't want to pay for oh, it okay. yet. But there's if this... we ever get people oh, that God. give us money to, Why to help they us, make, I'll like... make a website. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, there is a picture of him. I'll have to send it to you. Right. He's send it to me later. I'll show you. I have to show you Kate Webster later, too. I got to put it on social media, but she was scary. I want to see her, Just too. FYI, I never told you that last week. So it's yeah. funny. So like, he's haunting. Are there any other haunting things going on? No, not really. Just creepy as fuck at that place. Um, I'm looking at that. There's like a whole bunch of of images on here of like how the body was dissected. Oh, not like, I think I saw some of those too. When I looked it up. Yeah. Oh, they have like an old timey picture of him, like in his 1812 war gear. That's cute. Oh, I'm sorry. This happened to you, George. Cool. Yeah. Holy shit. Like all of these photos, man, his, he has a very strong chin. Let's call it strong. Okay. Okay. That's a nice way to do it. He's got a strong chin. Anyway, so apparently he can't rest and he'd rather be in his own potty. So. Yeah. Fuck Webster. That's okay. it. So what do you think? I liked that one and I'm, I'm glad that Ephraim didn't get blamed in the end because I I mean based on the way that you told it anyway I think they caught the right person so I was pretty biased though like I'm I'm very I, pro Ephraim yeah. clearly yeah I mean it just makes more sense like if he's he's just spending all this money and doesn't have it and it just seems more likely like Ephraim could have got money from anybody you know yeah. around there he could have like he was snatching bodies but he wasn't killing people yeah he was just trying to make a living for his bride he loved her I don't really know if he loved her just the fact that he like brought her with like to be his lookout it was yeah. so sweet <laughs> are you hearing this doc 
if you ever do an investigation, I want you to bring me along to be the lookout. It would be so exciting. Don't you think? Don't get caught doing bad things. I don't want you to go to jail. I wouldn't look under the door like a, like a fucking idiot. Like, that was his one downfall. Oh, what a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. That was not good. Yeah. Well, is that it then? That's it. That is the end of my story. story. That's That was it. Right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode two of this Harvard murder. The Harvard. I would absolutely love it. And by I, I mean we would absolutely love it if you enjoyed this episode, other episodes you've listened to. Please tell your friends that we exist. We're trying to grow our audience. We're a very new podcast. We appreciate every download and listen we get. It's amazing. If you decide you want to sponsor us by throwing a couple extra dollars at us every month, you can go ahead and visit us at patreon.com slash weirdshipmymomsayspodcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weirdshipmymomsayspodcast without the I and shit because Facebook is approved. You can find us on Instagram at weirdshipmymomsayspodcast. And you can find us on Twitter at weirdshitmmspod. Again, that's weirdshitmmspod on Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.